Welcome to Future Docs Podcast. My name is Pedro Mizani. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at AC Medical, and I'm also your co-host. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Fan, a healthcare writer and editor at AC Medical. Today's topic, begin prepping for the 2022 main match through 2021 SOAP. Let's start off with a question. What do we mean by begin prepping for the 2022 main match? the 2021 soap, Dr. Mazzani. Well, Cody, beginning to prepare for the 22 match in January really means that this is when things get into high gear. Technically speaking, you use the match day, which is typically the third Friday of every March. You use that and then you count backwards from then. And so if residency starts in July, match day would be ground zero and then you work back so 24 months before that march the third week of march you want to have started preparing for your residency which means your usmles thinking about the specialty you want to apply to and really understanding the background and what it really means to be participating in the match it's a, there's a lot of steps involved you know i kind of counted it out one time and i, I kind of wrote it out for myself and there are really 13 steps. And the way that I broke it down was step one was just really understanding the backgrounds and getting the big picture. What is a residency program? What are you trying to do? You're trying to get into a PGY-1 in the specialty of your choice. Who is NRMP? Who is ERAS? And certainly we will cover all of those in other podcasts. But then step two is your checklist, creating a strategy, creating a plan, making sure that you don't miss anything throughout this, this process. Step three was your step one and you got to think like a program director. And what a program director thinks like, you know, is they want to make sure that you can do the job as an employee when you start. So you got to think what it means to be an employee, get proper advice from proper mentors and start with USMLE step one and start preparing for it. And you want to have USMLE step done by the previous year before you participate right now we're in january hopefully by now you would have had your step one done and you want to be sitting for usmle step two clinical knowledge next step after that is getting to know who your mentors are qualifying them making sure they've gone through this process before and that they've sat on residency selection committees just because they're physicians that does not mean that they're great mentors so make sure that they're familiar with the latest data when it comes to residency admission and also they've had experience themselves being a part of selection committee it's also really important that i would say right around about 14 to about 20 months before match day which would be approximately by about january of last year, you would have figured out what clinical experience you, you want to put together because you're competing against just, you know, medical students that are third years and fourth years here in the United States. And they got clinical clerkships lined up for two years. And so that's who you're going up against. And so you're really going to figure out the quality of your clinical experiences, who's going to be writing your letters of recommendation, and what is the content of these letters going to focus on? What are you doing right now? How is that helping you with preparing for the upcoming match? Are you a medical assistant? Are you in research? Are you really doing things that are residency relevant? Or are you sitting home and just studying for USMLEs? You got to think of this as a ramp rather than as walking up a ladder. So when you think of it as a ramp, everything's got to kind of work and you know go together simultaneously. And so quality of clinical experiences matters. And that you should have been figured out as of last year so that you're kind of flowing into it and you're continuing on that same path this year. Now, when you get to about eight to 15 months before match day, which would be about a few months before, so right around July of last year till about right now, you want to have thought about step two. You want to think about more letters of recommendation. So right now, the typical candidate, the competitive candidate has probably one or two letters of recommendation already for the next match cycle. 
they probably have already completed about four to five months of clinical clerkships, and they're getting into the second half of their third year of medical school. So they've got a good foundation of clinical experiences, and that's who you're going up against. And then they're thinking about their step two. They're thinking about their step two. They're studying for their step two as they're doing their clinical rotation. So that's step six. Now, step seven, you have to figure out, you know, what is your timeline and tokens? Everybody, if you're an international medical graduate, you have to get your token from ERAS. That is your dean's office. If you're a U.S. grad, you have to get it from your dean's office and so on. So you got to get your token. Token is what you use in order to register with ERAS. And that is the permission of your dean's office to participate and apply to residency through ERAS. So that's when you get your timelines. Typically, we'll have our timelines by right around May of every year. We'll know what the timelines are for the following match cycle. And then about two months before you submit your application, which is we want to get ready for September 15th, right? That's the day that we want to have everything ready. We want to have our medical student performance evaluation in hand, reviewed, analyzed here at AC Medical. If you're in the appropriate type of membership, we will even analyze your medical student performance evaluation for you and your dean. And so you could go ahead and just get a numerical number to figure out whether that's a type of MSB you want to really submit if there are any errors in there, or you want to update it so that it will match the 2016 recommended MSB guidelines and the 2020 recommended guidelines for COVID-19. And your letters of recommendation should also be analyzed. That's another part of preparing for the 2022 match. And LOR analysis and MSB analysis, again, we do provide that for our members, but a lot of people just wave the rights and they don't see those letters of recommendation. I don't recommend that. Unless you're a U.S. medical student, you're a U.S. medical senior who's never had any problems in medical school, doing really well in your clinical clerkships, then fine, you can wave your right to see them. But everybody else, especially our international medical graduates, especially those with you know, kind of questionable activities where you may have really been kind of working like a doctor, but not really getting paid or didn't have a license to do it. And then the letter writer reconfirms everything. And then, you know, somebody at the state medical board gets a hold of that document, but you really need to see it, whether that happened or not, you still need to see this document just so that at least you can help the letter writer understand, look, you know, I don't know if what you said here is true, or maybe you committed me to too much. We need to kind of talk about this, or maybe they misspelled your name or just put the wrong things in there. And so you want to really understand what, what others are saying about you. But typically U.S. seniors don't have those problems. And then right along the same times, so you want to have your personal statements and your ERAS application also prepared. So you know, all of these steps, and you know, this is step nine. And then right after that, you know, you want to prepare to apply and that process, you know, it's a, it, you know, you have to have a big budget for it, especially if you're an international medical graduate, even our U.S. seniors right now are applying to 60 to 100 programs. That in itself could be three to $4,000, depending on how you're budgeting and how, you know, how many specialties you're applying to. So you got to plan for that and you got to budget for that earlier. And if you are a medical student from abroad or international medical graduate, you got to look at state licensure requirements as well. Because if your medical school is not approved in that particular state, then maybe you should not be applying to that state. And certainly some of those states are maybe like New York and even Puerto Rico, Pennsylvania. And there's a there's a lot more states there that different, they have different uh, policies, but that's some of the things that you got to prepare for. And then you want to certify and send your application and you never want to certify your application until all of these steps are done. So that's preparing for the 2022 match. That was a very detailed 13 step-by-step process. Of course, as you mentioned, we will be going more in depth as the timeline goes along. Now, I kind of want to 
pivot off of this by asking in regards to what about those who have yet to allocate the time following your timeline? So what could they do if they're looking to apply to SOAP right now? Or how could they use SOAP as a learning experience to grow into the 2022 main match if they're not doing it by your 24-month timeline. If you're thinking about participating in the 2021 SOAP, or any SOAP, depending on when you're hearing this, if you're thinking about participating in SOAP, you have to first find out if you're SOAP eligible. You go to NRMP's website, and, and you can read up on SOAP eligibility. And if you are SOAP eligible, then certainly you can participate in that SOAP. However, if you think about the steps that I just mentioned, continuing with your clinical experiences is critical for next match cycle. Clinical experience is also critical for supplemental offer and acceptance program because it shows that you're filling in gaps. It can allow you to go ahead and upload new letters of recommendation and reaffirms your commitment to the specialty that you were applying to or to a backup specialty in case the original specialty you apply to. They don't really have that many unfilled programs when, when SOAP comes around. So that's how you can kind of overlap in, in preparation. Okay. So then my question would then be for our future docs listening, they could reuse a lot of their SOAP application or tinker it as they need for the upcoming cycle thereafter. Is that something that you suggest? That includes LORs, personal statements, supporting documents. How do those come into play? Typically, the rule of thumb is that letters of recommendation written the same year that you're applying to residency are usable are effective for that match cycle. So if we are in, we're preparing for the 2022 match, the letters of recommendation written in early 2021 and going, you know, the entire 2021, any letters of recommendation at this time are effective if they are personalized, if they're not generic. So certainly you can reuse that. And that's the reason why it's so important that if you are going to participate in 2022 match and you are SOAP eligible, why not start the process in January so you don't miss out on supplemental offer and acceptance program? And that means that you're going to get a head start on your personal statement. These are tough documents to write. There's a lot of soul searching that you have to do in order to get these documents going. Get it started right now. And if you're fortunate enough to hear from some of the programs or just being in the process, learning from us, learning from other AC Medical members, talking to people online, you'll you'll get to gauge the quality of your competition and, and how competitive you are. And then you can make adjustments. You much rather do it now than during the main match. I certainly agree with that. In my time here working with AC medical members, when you ask them why medicine, why the specialty, it's kind of harder for them to do the soul searching beyond the answer of, I want to help others. Mm -hmm. Evidently, everyone wants to help others. The reason, the reasoning behind why is what's very important. That's right. Now, I want to go ahead and ask, so since you've already covered suggestions for SOAP as well as through main match 2022, Let's say our future doc has applied through SOAP. They've garnered all the clinical rotations they needed, LORs. What should their next step be right after SOAP is done or match day? And assuming that they did not match. Assuming that they did not match, correct. As soon as that happens, then you immediately need to get yourself into clinical rotations because the most number of months you could have possibly completed before match would have been two months in you know in the united states because if you start in january and february you're probably taking march off just so that you can focus on you know the match and then so in april or end of march you want to be right back into clinicals because you want to get your four months possibly five months depending on the quality of your letters of recommendation you want to get that out of the way before the end of may because once june and july hits everybody who procrastinated and did not listen to this podcast or didn't take us seriously 
they're going to want to go in and do their clinicals in June, July, August. And the problem at that point is, well, they clinical sites get pretty overwhelmed because not only are our residency candidates going in, but it's also the July effect. And July effect is when new residents start. When new residents start, that's when the seasoned residents leave. And that transition is pretty traumatic for residency programs. So you got individuals applying to residency, wanting to do clinicals. There's limitations because of the pandemic and, and what clinical sites are available. Everybody wants letters of recommendation and new residents are starting, seasoned ones are leaving. And God forbid, one of these clinical sites closes, which as we saw, about half of the clinical sites just became unavailable during the pandemic. And so that type of pressure onto your application can completely be avoided if you plan ahead. And to conclude today's episode, if you could give us a main takeaway from today's episode, why start now? What's the importance? The reason why you should start now to prepare for a 2022 match is even if you are starting right now, you're about 12 months behind. You should really have started in preparing for the 2022 match in 2020 because by September of 2021, you should have your complete application package ready. That means all your clinicals, USMLEs, CS, hopefully CS is going to start again. CK, all of those have to be done. Five months of clinical experiences, four solid letters of recommendation, your MSBE completed. Get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Because if you don't, then every day that you wait past September 15th and in having your application completed or certified or submitted or your letters of recommendation that are not ready, that's going to drop your chances of securing any reuse anywhere between 0.5 to 2% every single day. So we assume that in 2022 match, we're going to get back to normal schedule, which is September 15th of application submission start date. And so there's a lot that goes on, a lot of things that need to happen. So get ahead of it. That concludes this week's episode in Future Doc's third podcast. Yeah. Thank you for your time, Dr. Mazzani. And thank you for your time, Cody, and thank you for all the listeners. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.